global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. The stock market is retreating on track for its biggest drop in more than a month. Consumer companies are taking big losses as investors worry about the health of the U.S. economy. Machinery companies are also down while concerns about Europe's banks are hurting financial stocks. The price of oil continues to fall into a deeper bear market. We check the markets every 50 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average currently down 99 points. That's a loss of half a percent, trading at 18,305. S&P 500 down 14 points, two-thirds of a percent at 2157. The Nasdaq down 39 points, three-quarters of a percent, trading at 5145. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down 47 cents a barrel, 1.2 percent, to 39.59. Spot gold up $12.10 the ounce to 1371.70, and the 10-year Treasury is down 3.30 seconds with a yield at 5.53.34. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Your son is gone. Snoke is using you for your power. When he gets what he wants, he'll crush you. You know it's true. It's too late. Kylo Ren, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Do you recognize that voice? Maybe you heard him playing Adam Sackler on the HBO hit Girls. Adam Driver uh, is also a Marine. I learned years ago, you never say was a Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. He left the Marines after an accident. He went to Juilliard. He stumbled quite nicely into a, a mega career now as a movie and television star. And he's joining us now. We want to talk a bit about his career, but we mostly want to talk about his new foundation, Arts in the Armed Forces, which is taking the best modern American theater to the military free of charge. And he's getting ready for a big tour in South Korea. Adam, a welcome. It's great to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, uh, I knew your story. Uh, I recently, just uh, coincidentally, my daughter, I watched over her shoulder as she listened to one of your TED Talks where you talked about that. Oh, yeah. So in a nutshell, for people who don't know your story from a kid in the Midwest who wasn't sure what they wanted to do to the Marines to movie star, how did it happen? I... I was interested in acting in high school, but it didn't really seem like a realistic job to pursue uh, in the town that I was from, a small town called Mishawaka in Indiana, in northern Indiana. Uh, then September 11th happened, and I feel like most of the people my age at that time you know, felt a sense of patriotism and uh, wanted to be involved and do something. And I knew that the military... Um, or the Marine Corps specifically seemed like something that I wanted to throw my energy towards and be, it seemed like the toughest branch to join. So I, um, I left a few months later in like January or February. And then when I got out, had this uh, maybe false sense of confidence that like all civilian problems are small because I was compared to the military, you know, um, I can stand in lines and pay taxes and that would be something easily manageable. It's an illusion, but at the time that's what I thought. And so I, I knew that Juilliard was supposed to be the best school for acting, and I figured, like, uh, well, since the Marine Corps is the best for the military, I'll just I'll just go there. I'll try to go there, and I was lucky enough to get in, and then graduated, and was also lucky enough to to keep working after I graduated. That was that was kind of it. I'm going to ask you something, uh, some personal stuff later, but I just want to get out, okay. first of all, Arts in the Armed Forces. This is a nonprofit organization, 
And I'm wondering if you could tell us about some of the works that are being performed and also how this came to be. So when when I was at school, um, was really for the first time I was exposed to theater, uh, playwrights, characters, and plays that had nothing to do with the military at all, but were somehow giving me the language to describe my experience in the military. And even just from being from, you know, the Midwest, I where my household, the emphasis on using your language to be able to communicate feeling wasn't something that was often not necessarily encouraged, but it just wasn't something we did very much. But I was finding through theater the language, basically, to express myself and, and process what had just happened and uh, wanted to share that with the people that I served with because I remember that being an issue, just people not being able to express themselves or find the right words and how frustrated they would get and how usually anger and violence came from that, just not being able to use their language. In an environment like the military, for as you know, is filled with acronyms for acronyms upon acronyms, but there's not really a lot of emphasis put on um, you know, language and expressing feelings. Uh, so we tried to go team up with various veterans organizations to see if they would be interested and it kept getting the response that theater didn't fit a military demographic that the the people in the military wanted to see cheerleaders well, which is true I mean I, I love cheerleaders but <laughs> felt like we were capable considering what we were being asked to do we were capable of handling something a bit more thought provoking like a play you know I think that and I had all these plays that I was exposed to for the first time that Sam Shepard and David Mamet and, you know, Denitra Vance, all these great writers who um, I knew would resonate with the military audience. So, so Juilliard funded our first performance and we went to Camp Pendleton where I was stationed at and people were very confused about what it is we were doing there. And we were kind of confused about what it is we were trying to do. And somehow over the course of the evening, it's, it seemed all the theater and the military together just seemed to make complete sense. I mean, it's the best cross uh, a cross section of the best people that we have in this country you know to defend it why not bring them the best form of entertainment like live theater well i think i first understood more the military mentality years ago when i went uh, to an army base to profile a lieutenant colonel who was leaving active duty after about 20 years and wanted to transition into corporate america right I was trying to get in middle management and you, you get it becomes very clear the skills you gain in the military and certainly in combat or just, just serving, but how to convince people who've never served in the military, how that translates. It's interesting to me that the military itself couldn't see that maybe its own members could benefit and understand theater. See what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. almost like the military itself not realized, no, this is a very diverse group of people with a lot going on on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most, you know, culturally diverse, complex group of people who are in life or death stakes daily. Where in acting, you kind of pretend your circumstances are life and death. Uh, their day-to-day actually is uh, life and death. And, and so I think that really great writing has those stakes built into it. So people automatically find – and we, we're also presenting things like that, – that weren't – it wasn't streamers. Those are great – that's a great play, but it's not it's not a theme centered around military. We hope to show characters that highlight the human struggles that we all share that are life and death that aren't specifically, you know, within the context of being in the military. Because I think that's, you know, these people, they're people that within a, a job that um, is uh, very stressful. But at the end of the day, they're not um, uh, they're, they're people within a military setting. So. It's, it doesn't completely define them. It's not like they won't be able to. Everyone has mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters that 
uh, stories that are um, I, I th- hopefully they'll find resonance with. Some some examples of the places in which uh, your organization, uh, Arts in the Armed Forces, AITAF, have uh, performed. Walter Reed uh, Military Medical uh, Facility, yeah. uh, the center there. Also uh, just did one, I believe, in April at Fort Hood in uh, Texas. We did, yeah. yeah what, uh, what, how can businesses, how can, how can people participate if they, they uh, agree with this approach, they want to bring more arts uh, to the military, what do they do? They can go to our website, which is www.ataf.org, A-I-T-A-F. And I think it also depends on where you're at within this the journey of being in the military. If you're a civilian, that we definitely need volunteers and people to help us. And if you're if you're in the military, you can reach out to us through that website and and try to bring us to your base. If you're a veteran, I think it would be the exact same thing. On either side of, uh, we're very much a, a a new nonprofit. Well, we've been we've been going for six years, but uh, only in the past couple of years has it really picked up steam. And for the first time, bases are reaching out to us, and they want us to come there. And and that's that's as simple as as it is. We have a very there's there's a low overhead, so you can get to to any of us pretty quickly. And we try. It's such a the project is designed where we bring like a play or monologues. So we'll take a, a – uh, we're uh, doing Lobby Hero in South Korea, for example. So it's a four-person play. All, all we're doing, we're flying out there. We're reading the play. No sets, no costumes, no lights, just on music stands. We come in and we say hi and we talk to people and we read the play and then, and then that's it. And so it's an easy to transpo in and out. I just have to put in a plug for Bloomberg LP because we also have a, a, a growing recruiting mil- military veterans program and reaching out with various services for veterans. Just going to ask you, any advice since you're here? We're, we're a business channel. We think about jobs and stuff for somebody who's interested in theater, military, you know, veteran or not. What what would you say, Adam? I mean, as far as how to get a job? Just or? just the, what's your one thing that comes to mind? How to get a job or pursuing it or not pursuing it? What's, what should someone know or have inside them? I, I, everybody's different, I would say. Everyone has, you know, the the, the, the things that I have to compete against is a straight white male or completely different uh, for females or people of color. So, um, But I can tell, I can say in my experience, going to school, I mean, I was lucky enough to go to Juilliard. It's a great school, but it's by no means guarantees you work at all or that you'll find a long career because of where you went to school. But for me, especially coming out of the military and having all this energy and wanting to find something to put it in, like theater can uh, give you – I didn't know anything about theater culture or military culture, so to find a place that I could uh, – that gave me that structure was helpful. Thanks very much for spending time with us. Uh, Adam Driver, of course, uh, actor. He'll be starring next in Martin Scorsese's uh, movie Silence, and also he's the founder of Arts in the Armed Forces. This is Bloomberg.